Taylor has now passed out from <laughs> lack of oxygen. <laughs> oh, wait, he's slowly reviving, <gasps> coming back into frame. <laughs> oh, what a thrill. Oh, boy, where am I? Probably in Florida, if I had to guess. It's where about <laughs> half the cast is. All I have is this slingshot and this rock. <laughs> what? Hope that's not good. <laughs> I think it was a sling, not a slingshot. Uh, I don't think David had a broken arm. Whatever. I'm being technical. <laughs> you know what? We're not going to talk about this. Not a Bible podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not a Bible podcast. Today, it is a Survivor podcast. We are on the island. And we are back to talk about Survivor Season 37, David versus Goliath. <laughs> I am Taylor Gaines. I am excited to be back for another season. We had a long summer break. I assume there are thousands more of you who found us over the summer and are now listening. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. You know who else I'm glad is being them? Is my co-host, who is usually here, just hanging out on the other side of the Skype slash futuristic technology machine that we use to record this podcast that none of you know about because we invented it and we're geniuses. The Survivor Psychology team says they don't know whether he's a David or a Goliath, so they just kind of put him in the corner and told him to shut up. It's Tyler B. Commons! Hey, no one puts Tyler B. Commons in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that softball pitch of a setup. Um, Yeah, I'm here. I'm excited. Survivor is the best time of year. Twice a year. 13 weeks in a row. I get to enjoy (laughs) life. This theme... We're going to get to it. It's pretty fun. One David versus Goliath. The little people versus the big people. I like the animation they have where it's like Ty Trang looking up at Scott. What's his jerk face? I can't remember him. Pollard. Scott Pollard. I think they just got those two back in a studio and kind of green screened them to get the logo for this season. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Picked a really good time to eat a pretzel. The best, probably, some would say. Five minutes in a new season. Welcome. <laughs> Five minutes in, and you're gone already. Cool. Oh, man. Sorry. I did not have lunch, so I'm sort of skip, skipping around here. Yeah, we have a lot to get to, so I'm going to stop eating pretzels and dive in. There are 20 castaways and 10 people on each tribe, so we're going to run through each and every little person, try to give you... Some stuff to think about before you tune in on Wednesday to watch the 90-minute premiere of Survivor Season 37, David vs. Goliath. I've, you know, there's your free advertisement. I guess this whole show is a free advertisement when you think about it. The storms are getting worse, Ty. Hurricanes. Tropical storms. Rain. Rain. Everywhere. Do you even care? Wait, we're a storytelling podcast now? We're, I'm thinking maybe like a slam poetry type thing. Oh. <laughs> we're like we're not a basketball podcast and that's and we're not a bible podcast that's about all i've figured out over the years that we've done this 
Certainly not a basketball podcast, although the season does start in like 23 days or something. Not that I'm counting. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of preseason coverage all over the place. I've, uh, you know, People, Entertainment Weekly, Hollywood Reporter. Been sifting through it all to bring you people everything you need to know. And one common theme has been that there have been much worse storms in this season, at least in the early going. A lot of rain, a lot of cold, a lot of wet. It's one of the wettest seasons we've ever seen from the standpoint of water. <laughs> anyway. Man, even more, more so than Millennials vs. Gen X, where they had to get like shipped off the island for a day. Yeah, well, I don't think it gets that bad, but just some notes on the season as we get into it here. Um, according to Josh Wiggler from The Hollywood Reporter who was on site for the first three days. He said it was the best marooning he's seen in five seasons. Uh, Didn't really get too specific. When it comes to the theme, I guess we'll talk about it now and then dive in because there's a lot of stuff Probst has said about the theme of this show. Essentially, it's centered around this idea that Goliath gets to pick the fighter. David gets to pick the battle. They want to not just have advantages. They want advantages to be specifically catered to the boxes that they like putting people in (laughs) so we'll see how it plays out and and i'll let you give your thoughts on it but according to probes they consulted a survivor psychology team and determined who would go on which tribe i I feel like this is nonsense to try to explain but (laughs) they but basically, the whole thing was inspired once they found a particular castaway who we'll talk about, uh, which who they, they called a true David. And then after that, everything kind of fell into place. They're really just going big, I guess, as far as challenges and, and twists and advantages. Jeff made the comparison that in season one, they had a crew of 85 people making the show, and now they have 350. Uh, they used to have five boats, and now they have 40. It's, it's just become something much bigger than itself, which you will hear me talk about on tomorrow's podcast as I kind of zoom out with a special guest for uh, some big picture conversation. And we'll talk about the position of the show and everything like that. But uh, yeah, I guess before I dive into what he said about the advantages and everything, just tell me your thoughts on the theme, what, what, you, uh, what you're expecting. Okay, first let me say this. It's not a theme that bothers me as much as something like heroes versus healers versus hustlers. Or even this bothers me less than millennials versus Gen X. Even though I think that ended up being a great season, I think the theme was a dud, sort of. Because when they all merged, everyone just kind of hung out together. Uh, This season feels like they kind of put people where they belong. I mean, obviously there's some exceptions but I feel like you want to empathize with the Davids. And I think they kind of built a cast up to do that. And I think it feels to me so far, I mean, obviously I've not watched any of it, but from what research I've done getting to know these cast members, I think they did a good job of casting. I think that was something we talked about last season where kind of outside of Wendell and Dom, most other people were just kind of duds, didn't really have a fun backstory, didn't have a whole lot to do. 
Um, they're extremely young, we talked about, and that doesn't create for the most entertaining. And, you know, they picked good people to fill out the tribes this season, at least on paper. I'm excited to actually get in there and see the show and see how things kind of break down. But the theme, I don't know. If they shove it down your throat, it's going to get obnoxious. But I think if they keep it as like a subtle thing, that it could work really well for them this season. Yeah, it's a very diverse group uh, in height, weight, stature, skin color, uh, obviously split with gender evenly, I think. Age. Uh, yeah, there's a, a bit of diversity within the ages, too. I think I'm hopeful. It's an interesting-looking cast. And mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people like, oh, nobody's hot on this cast, like on Twitter and stuff. But, you know, <laughs> I feel like that is exactly the problem usually is, like, what if we just put a bunch of models out here? And that doesn't turn out interestingly often. But, you know, a lot of things go into the show being interesting. We'll see what happens. I'm hopeful that this theme can give us an interesting heroes versus villains dynamic, which we'll uh, definitely get into as we break down the tribes here. As far as advantages go, I think it's worth noting that Jeff was asked if he thought the show had too many advantages. And he said, we don't think we're there yet. He also said he thought it would be boring to have a season with no advantages. So uh, say goodbye to that dream. Anyone who thought we might have a normal season of Survivor ever again. (laughs) And uh, there's a new advantage this year also, just in case you thought there, like Jeff, there weren't enough. And it's called the Idle Nullifier. It does exactly what it sounds like it does. Nullifies someone's idle, but you have to play it when you vote and you have to say who's going to play it. You have to play it when you vote and you have to say who you're playing it on. Yeah. Or against, right? Yeah, and they it has to they have to come play the idol and then Jeff says, This is a real idol, it does not count, essentially. So a big guessing game. Yeah. I mean it's gonna add excitement, but is it gonna fall dead like Ghost Island did? We'll have to see. Like that's one of those advantages that honestly could never work out this season. Ghost Island didn't even fall dead. <laughs> Ghost Island, like, just laid down on the ground and died. Ghost Island was born dead. I, I wish it that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's obviously potential for drama. It just doesn't seem like anything that'll happen. And and we've talked before on this show about how I think both of us are past the point of, like, going into a tribal council and having a million people just discussing different ways of like well this person has this this person has this we think this person has this this person probably has this we know this person has this this person has this and it's just like okay uh, like how about we just actually play the game you know (laughs) how about you just vote someone out because you don't like them and they (laughs) don't pull their weight and they lose at challenges can we vote someone out for that reason not because they may or may not have this idol that they lucked into anyway we won't get too sidetracked by that this is our excitement episode we're trying to get hyped We're going to talk about all the people we got coming. So let's get into it. We'll have our final three and winner picks at the end. And I believe Ty nailed it last year, last season. I did. I picked Wendell. I still think Dom deserved to win, but I'll take my unnecessary win at the end. Hey, you got to learn how to win pridefully, you know? It's holding you back. I just need more pride and arrogance. That's definitely something I need in my life. (laughs) 
I think so. I only have to talk to you every week. Multiple times for multiple hours. <laughs> All right, well, in the interest of not having this episode be multiple hours, let's dive in. We're going to start with the David tribe. Their average age, 30.9 years old. All right, number one, B. Nguyen, an MMA fighter from Houston, Texas, her nickname Killer B, 28 years old, a Vietnamese immigrant at 8 years old, delivered papers from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. while she was a kid. She's always been fighting and working and fighting and literally fighting. And uh, there was a good ESPN story on her that I read. She dropped out of high school at 15 to move to Houston after fighting a lot with her parents. Two years later, she became involved in an abusive relationship that lasted five years. It culminated in her ex-boyfriend getting sent to prison, leaving her homeless at the age of 22. She started to find solace at a local gym in Houston and took up kickboxing and Muay Thai. After only six months of training, entered her first amateur Muay Thai fight in 2012 and won, and eventually went on to have a pretty solid MMA career so far. She's 4-3 and three, with four winning decisions, two losing decisions, and one submission. And uh, her father passed away in February uh, from liver cancer, and she reconnected with her mom. So the fighting, uh, they got past. She's friends with her, her, her mom again. She was unfamiliar with Survivor before binging six seasons in a month and a half after she found out she was getting on. And wow. uh, she's ready to go. Uh, I'll tell you what other people said about her, and then I'll let Ty tell you what he thinks. Uh, Gabby said she's a tiny package, but it's a tiny badass package. Pat called her a sleeper, very fit, very capable of winning. Uh, Elizabeth said she's one of my targets I want to get to know right away. And I'm just saying names that you don't know at this point, but but yeah. just bear with me. Nick said she seems quiet. I don't know if she's the biggest fan. She reads. I don't know how she'll do using the bathroom and stuff, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, her quote that I will read to you, Survivor is keeping all your tools to yourself, she said, whether it's your personality or your idols and advantages and using them at the right time, timing is everything. I am not particularly high on her. I think she has the physical strength, but it's not really a physical game anymore. She did say her Survivor idol um, on CBS.com. Everyone was asked who their Survivor model, role model idol is. She said Ben, who won a few seasons ago. But she just seems like the strong, quiet type that I don't think is going to do as well in the social dynamics as you need to do nowadays. I think she would be a great early season candidate because I think she wants to be a provider, but she just, for me, she's not someone who I think has all the tools to win. I think she's overcome a lot in her life, a lot of adversity, but I don't think that's something that's necessarily going to translate super well out here playing the game of survivor. I don't know. What, what, what are your personal takes on her? I like her a little more than you. I think she Mm -hmm. is strong. She seems fairly personal, I think, from what I've seen. Uh, My fear, and this is kind of stereotyping the fighting personality uh, and how much she's had to get through, is that she just kind of has a blow-up or two and just kind of isolates herself. But Mm. I think generally I feel good about her kind of sneaking along. I don't think she's going to be a big personality, so to speak. Mm Mm-mm. So that's B. Moving right along, Carl Boudreaux is a truck driver from Houston, Texas, 41 years old. In my notes, I described him as sounds like a cool-ass guy. Uh, What (laughs) you see is what you get. He said uh, he was found on Instagram, actually, by a casting director, and 
When asked how he got cast, he said, quote, I did Carl. And he lived in Houston during Harvey. He came out on Survivor while his dad was sick. He said his dad is his best friend. Hopefully his dad is doing better. He's a hard worker. His quote about Survivor was, this shit ain't going to be easy. And other people about him uh, were fairly consistent. B said he's a cowboy who doesn't love a cowboy. Pat said he's a cowboy. I knew it from the day I walked in. Hopefully he's someone I can work with because I'm a bit country myself. Uh, Lyrsa said he's very quiet. I don't have any impressions. He's been very quiet. Christian said I would love to talk to him. I'm going to see how he responds to my general antics. If he doesn't respond well, I'm out on him. (laughs) Carl Boudreaux. Yeah, Carl's one of those guys that I don't think his quietness is going to be as much of a disadvantage for him as it would for other people because, like B and Pat said, he's kind of a cowboy and that like that just lends itself to being likable. Cowboys sort of. do you well. This, yeah, and he... I mean, my personal note, the biggest thing I said was he's short and to the point. And I don't see that being a disadvantage for him. I see it being an advantage. I'm interested to see strategically how he does in the game. I think socially he'll be fine. But I'm worried about his strategic knowledge and kind of understanding for what it's going to take to send people home but make them feel comfortable. I'm almost... Maybe this is me just playing into the cowboy stereotype, but I feel like he's going to be too honest and get himself into trouble for spilling, you know, what the next move is. Yeah, he's sort of a wild card to me. I feel like he could be like Ben, I guess, like you said. Like he could be really good or he could be really too naive and and bad. And it's also hard for 41-year-old black guys to win Survivor typically. Mm. But... I like him. I think he'll at least be enjoyable. Again, doesn't feel like a huge character to me, uh, which is sort of a theme across a lot of the David tribe. But I think, like, again, most of the David tribe, he will be easy to root for. Well, Tails gains. Who we got coming in next? Next, the aforementioned Christian Hubicki, a robotics research scientist from Tallahassee, Florida. He works at the Florida State University. Apparently on day one, uh, he is deemed with the nickname Big Bang Theory, which Probe said, quote, was a really cool observation that I had not thought of. Cool. Christian is 32 years old. (laughs) Christian is 32 years old. Uh, He, this pretty much sums him up. His, at Ponderosa, his Sudoku book is actually home for an alphanumeric code that he's writing to describe what he thinks of other contestants on Ponderosa. And... His day job is programming robots that walk on two legs, so he is trying to kill us all. He loves analyzing the strategy of the game. He's very, very analytical. Quote, I think people will be surprised by how emotionally intelligent I am. His quote about Survivor's strategic outlook is, quote, is, I see Survivor as a state of matter. You have solids, you have liquids, and you have gases. In an old-school Survivor game like Thailand, you have rigid structures. Imagine you have this, like block that's cracked when an alliance cracks a rogue element comes in and cracks it again when everyone's a free radical one of those rogue agents that all starts to flow like gas in the air becomes like a phase change you've boiled the game and suddenly there are completely different dynamics and then someone's talking about voting blocks and what i'm hearing is the state of the game has fundamentally changed not that the strategy of any individual player is necessarily different he described it as a coherence between two different players the trade of an alliance was yeah we'll vote together but you better not go vote with anyone else but that if that second element of the equation is God, suddenly you have all these molecules that are unbounded and can do whatever they want, i.e. voting blocks. That's my take. <laughs> I love the way he ends it. That's what I think, by the way. 
Christian is this guy. I'm actually really high on Christian. I think he's quirky enough that it won't offend people, and he's fun enough. When Nick was talking about him, he compared him to Adam and David and Hannah. People that, on the face of it, you're like, well, how the heck are they making it so late? But I think he's got staying power. I think he's got the ability to make an alliance out there and not be a big enough threat to send home and could find himself in this game for a while. I also think he's going to be quirky and funny. And if he's good at his confessional time, I could see him kind of being one of the narrators, at least of the early season, you know, analyzing people, figuring out what people are thinking. I could see him having a big role, especially early, but I could, I could honestly see him going late. He seems too smart for this. For me, he, like, he's just going to get caught up in his own head. I don't, I don't think his social game is going to be that strong. Having listened to him talk, he just kind of goes on and on and on. And, and like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like Survivor doesn't really cast nerds. Like, Survivor casts the type of nerds who are like, oh, I'm such a nerd. Like, on Fridays sometimes, I'll, like, stay in and, like, watch a movie <laughs> and like i'm such a nerd and, and like I, I just would be surprised i, I mean hannigan the wrestler on the other tribe who we'll talk about said that uh he's oh he's definitely living in his mom's basement and probably his mom doesn't even have any friends <laughs> and very mean but uh, like i, I just kind of wonder how he'll fit in with this group of people i do think he's the most interesting quote-unquote character on this tribe and i'm looking forward to watching him I would also expect him to last a little while, but I don't think he'll have strong connections mm. in the end. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could see him getting lost in the shuffle of the way the tribes move forward. I could see him not making a strong enough alliance to stick in. But like you said, I think he's one of the characters I'm looking forward to. Next up, Devilish Davy, Davy Rickenbacker from Atlanta, Georgia, social media manager, 30 years old. Very likable, according to Jeff. He was not going to be on this season. He got the call with 60 hours to go after a 21st person dropped out due to mysterious circumstances. He calls himself a blurred, which is short for black nerd. He dresses up for Comic-Con. He has like a whole Instagram devoted to The Walking Dead. And he says a lot of his friends didn't even know about that side of his life. So he thinks he'll be good at dividing up his personality for this game. He thinks he'll be able to connect with pretty much anybody and was even considering voting for himself before he was told that is against the rules. He also claimed he might be the first survivor to have four or five showmances. I think I'm going to be an erratic player, he says. I'm not going to let anybody know what I'm thinking. I'm probably going to align with some people, but not do it in front of anyone. I want to pay attention to people who aren't vibing with each other. If someone leaves something around and walks away, I'll hide it in someone else's bag to pit people against each other to keep the target off of me. I'm going to be throwing monkey wrenches in this game. Gabby said, I was with him in casting finals. I feel like he's a city guy for sure. He's maybe a little bit out of his element, but he seems like a strong guy who's willing to work with others. It's hard for him because he came out late after the other person dropped out, but he seems smiling and friendly. Yeah, he was a big question mark for me. His kind of nerdy side, I mean, obviously he said he has friends that don't even know that, but that maybe it's because Survivor's trying to play it up, but that was the side I saw, and that's the side that scares me. 
the side where he does cosplay and the side where he scares you how is a self-proclaimed blurt i just i don't think it's relatable enough with the other people out there i i think he's kind of the oh, maybe him and christian will get along yeah not probably the, different kinds of nerds not the intellectual type of nerd and i don't know that we have the pop cultural nerd people out here if that makes yeah, sense yeah he, he kind of reminded me of myself i was the way he was talking on his interview i was kind of like oh i would get along with this guy like not not that i watched the walking <laughs> dead but like he's just kind of into tv and movies and seems fun mm-hmm. i liked him I, I i quite quite am looking forward to him uh, again easy to root for doesn't seem like an over-the-top personality so we'll see uh next up i would say arguably the biggest personality on this tribe is elizabeth olsen from uh Longview, Texas. She works as kitchen staff. She's 31 years old. Very Lauren Rimmer vibe to me. She's a cowboy who doesn't know any different. (laughs) She allegedly wore a cowboy hat while giving birth. She was not allowed to watch Survivor growing up because it was immodest. Elizabeth called Survivor two weeks after having a C-section and said, sign me up. Wow. She comes off very high on herself, but kind of in that charming country way that we were talking about. And uh, her quote is, I think as moms, we can tend to forget that our lives are not yet over. You get so focused on wiping your kids' butts and getting them ready for school and taking them to soccer that sometimes you forget, hey, what about my dreams? That's something I want to set as an example. Some people think I'm crazy for leaving my five-month-old, my four-year-old, and my six-year-old at the house. And I am, but I want to leave a legacy to them. Dude, follow your dreams. Knock on that door. If you don't knock on that door, the door will never open. If you knock on the door, it may open. Reach for the stars. Mama's out there. Don't quit living. You have your dreams too, so go for it. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about her, honestly. B said this about her. She's going to be fun to be around or annoying as hell. I hope she has a level other than 10. And I don't know if she has another level other than 10. Maybe she'll learn and she'll have to get along with people, but she's one of those people that I think initially will click, and then after a few days, they're going to be like, okay, she still hasn't stopped talking. She still hasn't stopped trying to run the show. So I'm I'm worried about her. I like her. I think like Davey, she's someone that would be fun to hang around, but not someone who would be fun to be around for 39 days. The next person that we're going to talk about was probably my personal pick for who I would hang out with from this cast. I think just kind of listening to their interviews, a lot of them, give kind of the canned answers and or, or kind of fit their stereotype. We talked last season about how we want people to be a little more interest, complicated. I thought Gabby Pascuzzi, I believe, is how I'm going to guess. The Taylor technical writer. loves Aubrey. Taylor t- technic- loves Aubrey. Hey, this is, this is not about that. <laughs> technical writer from Denver, Colorado. 25 years old. Um, Jeff said she was a female Cochrane. But uh, yeah, like I, I thought she was witty and, and funny and kind of off in a way that you're like, oh, something weird and interesting is happening here. And uh, also described herself as unstable and open and vulnerable and emotional. So who knows what the hell this is going to translate to on Survivor. Like she said she'll be watching a Kleenex commercial and start crying. <laughs> uh, she made it clear she didn't want to stand out at the beginning because that puts you in danger professional writing and linguistics major quote i'm not only book smart i'm emotionally intelligent i'm good at relating to people i'm non-threatening in a way i have a vulnerability and an openness people think i'm an open book i can't possibly be hiding anything because we're communicating freely hopefully by doing that they'll tell me their secrets and tell me their plans 
All right, so just to clarify why I was saying Taylor loves Aubrey, she said her survivor idol is Aubrey, and she wants to play like Aubrey. She seems a lot like an Aubrey, but I don't know if she has the strategy that Aubrey has. She she could have it, but I feel like, and Taylor alluded to her emotional instability, sort of, I think that could come back to bite her. I hope it doesn't, because... Like we said, she seems like she's going to be fine and she loves outdoors and she loves adventures and she loves just being in the moment and I hope the moment doesn't overtake her. She just seems fun to be around, which I think will be good for her long like longevity in the show. I'll have to see whether she has the switch that she can turn on and and kind of take over in the way that Aubrey did in her winning season as the history books show. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember her winning. Did she? Oh, she should have won. It's she like, should have won. She was like Dom, and Dom before Dom. Right. All right, move, moving right along. Jessica Pete is a waitress from Lakeland, Florida. Shout out to all of our Lakeland friends who I'm sure are listening. None she of works, them listen to our podcast. <laughs> works at Beefo Brady's. This felt, some of this stuff just feels surreal to read. God, the amount of hours I spent at Beefo Brady's as a kid. In Lakeland. Not in Lakeland, but in Tampa area. Uh, she's a teenager. Did I mention that? 19 years old. Struck me as very similar to Libby from last season, who we've had on the podcast. Like, good, upstanding, pretty blonde girl. And the first impression, I didn't really get a lot from her. <laughs> yeah um so the notes that i took on her i said she just has such generic answers for all of her questions and i'm not very high on her and i think this is the kind of going back to the problem which it wasn't michael last season but like when they had will wall i liked young will but will wasn't like a fun character it's like oh here's a shtick it's a teenager it's not like, oh, and here's someone who's like actually going to win. Too young. And, yeah, and that's where I put her. She, Nothing against her. I don't know her. But I just feel like she's going to be left behind when she has to talk to maybe somebody who's 40 years older than her or even someone that's 20 years older than her that just has all these different crazy experiences. Yeah, she feels very first one out potential to me of like all of us. She does terribly in the first challenge and everyone's just like, she's 12 let's get rid of her (laughs) yeah i'm definitely worried about her longevity in the game but i also feel like i was comparing her to libby she seems like libby turned out to be a pretty serious player in the middle part of the game and someone that we enjoyed having on the podcast so who knows yeah (laughs) what first impressions could mean but my flags are up for jessica at the beginning at least absolutely agree with that next up Lirsa Velez, an airline agent originally from Puerto Rico, 36 years old. My note says, getting some badass, hilarious Sandra vibes from her in her interview. (laughs) Probes said she might struggle early to fit in, but could go deep. She is looking forward to seeing people try to spell Lirsa. For the record, it is L-Y-R-S-A. Uh, fan since the beginning uh, wants to pay off her student loans uh, one of the few people who talked about the fact that this game is for a million dollars quote I don't like the ocean I don't know what the heck is down there I don't have gills 
<laughs> she said that part of her training to go on the island was going to Petco and staying in the reptile section for at least five minutes. <laughs> she sounds like she might be a little overwhelmed by going on an island, but she also mentions working out and eating well as part of her day-to-day -day life. Her quote is, I'm a very social person. I know I'm little, I'm chunky, I might not have the strength of one of the tallest dudes, but I can bring my social game. I moved from Puerto Rico to Boston a year and a half ago, and I already have a bunch of friends there. I know that my social game will be my strength. I'll play them. I don't like lying. I'm not that kind of person, but this game is a different thing. The rest of the cast said, like Carl said, she comes off as cool, but a little weird. Bouncing around, can't judge her. She might be the coolest person you've ever met, but who knows. I have not been able to put my finger on it. Gabby said, that girl is cool. She seems quirky. She has tattoos from something called the Little Prince and maybe Harry Potter. And if you have purple hair, you must have a lot of self-confidence and be cool. B said, I'm interested to see what she's all about. Comes across dorky, but every once in a while you catch her game face. And Elizabeth said, uh, I'd love to work with her. The redneck southerner working with her would definitely catch people by surprise. And I love screwing with people's minds. I want to be on her team. Yeah, I like how... She said she doesn't like to lie, but this game is a different thing. I hope she has that switch and kind of turns it on. I Everybody's really high on her, but I'm not sure if that's real, if that makes sense. I feel like everyone's being nice to the blue-haired girl when they might not actually feel like they want to work with her. It's just kind of like yeah. their first impression versus our first impression. Unique people also, don't fit in well on this show. Yeah, it's really tough, and... I hope she does fit in well. I am Seems a funny little bit interesting. She does, but I I don't know. There's just a couple question marks that I'm like I don't think she's gonna be able to click with these people. Everybody says they want to work with her, but I don't I don't know if that's just them being nice or trying to seem overly accepting. I don't know. Something about her just kind of makes me feel like she's not gonna make it. Also, standing in the middle of Petco for five minutes is training is just a hilarious thing. So I hope she's actually funny. Yeah, we'll see. I, I could definitely see her game falling apart really quickly. But uh, I like her, generally. Two more people on David. Nick Wilson, a public defender from London, Kentucky. He's 27 years old, described uh, by Jeff as very complicated. He is a huge Survivor fan. People see him praying a lot at Ponderosa. His mom was a drug addict and died. And he escaped London, Kentucky, which is home to a lot of opioid problems, and became a public defender before moving back home. Now he's fighting the good fight at home. Uh, he kind of describes himself as a frat boy who's grown up. Uh, he will be lying about being a lawyer because to this point, no one had ever won the show while being a lawyer until Wendell, who I guess quit being a lawyer before he came on the show. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, he says he's going to, describe himself as an alternative sentencing worker and his quote is i don't know what the stigma is about lawyers i th i think people just want to explain away any reason to write your name down even if they know you're a lawyer uh it gives you a good excuse he'll be fine he doesn't need money people will take any reason at all to vote you out especially in the beginning i don't want to give any reason to stick out other people many people described him as seeming very wall street davy said he looks like he should be in the wolf of wall street Carl said he looks like he's a lawyer off of Wall Street. Uh, he's clean-shaven with beautiful effing eyes. Christian said I had no read until he opened his mouth and had a southern accent. Uh, I'm interested in what he has to say. Elizabeth said I like him, very quiet. He seems smart and useful. 
someone who could be a benefit to me because he is quiet. Well, as the two-time winner of Prettiest Eyes in High School, I feel super qualified to talk about this guy. Um, <laughs> sorry. I don't think... Let me rephrase that. I think that he is going to stick around for a long time. I don't know if he's got the winner potential for me, which is kind of sad. I feel like David Tribe just doesn't have that feel, but I could be surprised. He... He seems like a guy who is very intelligent, moved home to kind of, as you said, fight the good fight, and I admire that. I hope that it translates well, and I hope that he makes good social ties. And I think he could, but he's, I don't know, he's like a, he's one of those top eight kind of people for me, but not necessarily a winner. He definitely feels like one of those just scoot along to the jury kind of guys without Mm -hmm. really doing much. Yeah, I, I didn't get a real strong impression of him. He just kind of seems like an okay dude. <laughs> yep. That's about it. He's your um, guy. Our last guy on the David tribe is the reason this season happened, according to Jeff. He said once they met Pat Cusack, a maintenance manager from Waterville, New Jersey, the something, they knew they had to do this theme, David v. Goliath, because he's a true David. Uh, he's 40 years old. He said the first time he swam in the ocean was, quote, today. Uh, at the time of his interview, I suppose. He was definitely giving off strong vibes to people. Davey said he's clearly pumped to be here. Um, Carl said he's the one I call Bubba, big burly guy with lots of tattoos. Always has his headphones in, rocking out, playing air drums, singing. Looks like a hardworking guy. B said he seems like he's going to be a pain in the butt. In regular situations, I'd probably love him, but on the island, I think he's going to get on my nerves. Gabby said he's been the most noticeable one in our time out here. He's a big guy with a big presence and tons of tattoos. Got fighter jets on his arms. Gives off strong vibes. Always tapping and humming and singing. Draws attention to himself and likes to be in charge. It's something I'm on the lookout for. Natalie said he's either not self-aware and really dumb or the smartest person out here because he seems dumb. He says he has applied for every season but season one. He says he already has a survivor tattoo. It's just a palm tree with some coconuts and a sun and cloud and waves and stuff. But he claims it has to do with survivor. Um, The reason he inspired the idea was he grew up with nothing. His mom was paralyzed. His dad wasn't around. And he made it out. He said he knows what he needs to do to win the game. First and foremost, I need to build relationships. I have to string them along so they feel comfortable. And the same notion, I know that the guillotine is going to drop at some point. But I can persuade the other 19 players who probably want as much as I do to vote my way. I take nothing for them to do that. This is a great opportunity for each one of us. Nobody's here to lose. If I told you someone was here to lose, I'd be stone-faced lying. Yeah, I hope his earnestness does not get him kicked out. I do like his personality, and Jeff said he's the ultimate David on the Tribe of Davids. He's the one that this season theme came about from, and I hope that that works out well for him. I want him to stick around. He does seem fun and energetic and like a just a genuine person and i hope that bodes well for him but for some reason i just have this feeling in the back of my mind that he could be like one of the first three out like a like b said he could get really annoying 24 7 for 39 days i i hope he can shut it off and sit and talk to people but yeah i'm i mean i'm excited he he seems like a character that's all that's all I can say about him. He seems like a character we'll remember. He has like Ben vibes, but you know, I, and Survivor loves those kind of people, but I I don't know 
how it's going to happen this season. He's one of those people like I don't want to pick, but I feel like might be a strong pick to go far just because of the type of personality he is and the type of show that he's on. So that's our David tribe. B, Carl, Christian, Davey, Elizabeth, Gabby, Jessica, Lyrsa, Nick, and Pat. I felt like my voice couldn't keep getting lower. Pat. Oh, so quick teaser. Who do you like on this tribe? Just real, just real quick. Yeah, I think that um, Gabby has the opportunity. Like I said, I think Christian is my favorite on this tribe. Um, I think he's quirky enough, and I really hope that he can just have the social game to make it far. So I think those two people are probably my top two from this tribe. Pat, I want to go far because this season's basically made for him, but I just don't know if he's going to. I don't know. Where do you Where are you landing? Uh, similar, actually. I, I kind of like, in the scope of this tribe particularly, I kind of like B. I like Gabby. I like Pat. I think one of Davey or Carl feels like they'll turn out well. I, I don't know why, but those two just seem like outgoing, fun guys. Everybody else seems kind of blasé, which means they'll probably be the ones who just keep scoot along. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this tribe is weird. It seems it's it's a solid like four years average younger than the other tribe, but it's just kind of a boring seeming tribe. Like I'm concerned they're gonna do like a lot of lazy, just like man, don't you love the Davids? Boy, aren't they great? Root for them. Yeah, that would. I don't want that to happen, but I agree with you that could definitely be the case especially when they start losing challenges early um unless they have a bunch of puzzles and intellect challenges they are not going to stand up to goliath all right and goliath has 10 more people we're going to get into them but first a quick break for a word from our sponsor we'll be right back This episode is brought to you by that guy you see in the bathroom at work every day. He wants to talk to you way more than you want to talk to him. All right, we're back. Welcome back to On the Island. I'm Taylor. He's Ty. We got a lot to get to. Let's do it. The Goliath tribe. The beauty tribe, as I describe them. They always wins. They are average age of 34.3 years old and have a lot of people from California, as you'll hear. First off the board, Alec Merlino. Uh, should we mention the off-season news, by the way? I kind of skipped over it with Jessica because Jessica was the one who tweeted the N-word. And Alec is one of the two who got caught posting pictures on Instagram together and might uh, lose all of the money they're supposed to get as part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that bodes well for him. He's just trying to create a character. Survivor's a stepping stone to his final goal. He's 24 years old from San Clemente, California. He's a bartender. This is the broiest of bros. Yeah, here it is, here it is in my notes. He already lost his $10,000 appearance fee and got disinvited from the finale taping for posing with Kara, who we'll talk about later. Probes described him as charming, but uh, also could be kind of annoying. Kind of very Chris Noble vibe. Uh, surfer dude. Really energetic. Chain, he didn't change his diet before going out, so he could kind of suffer from the too strong to stop eating curse that kind of affects those people he in his interview i couldn't help but notice that he said he was trying to avoid the cutie to get sucked into to have his game ruined by a showmance and uh 
turns out he had his game very much ruined by a showmance uh, in a big picture way. My notes were hard to do because he's very fratty and very surfery and very, you know, extra. He said, uh, sitting on Ponderosa, he needed a little music um, to keep him going. Quote, I need a little Jack Johnson. To which I just wrote, oh, Billy. <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll see how he plays out. I mean, Chris obviously was very enjoyable. Um, Kara, who he got in trouble with, described him before the game started as super chill. Quote, <laughs> God, these quotes are so funny to read now that they got in huge trouble after the game was over. Quote, I know he's taking this very seriously. He's not going to mess around. Uh, Allison, who we have not heard from yet, said this guy is totally a surfer bro. 1,000%. Uh, Angelina said, I don't get good vibes from him. His energy is a little cold. He seems like he has a big ego. He reminds me of a not-as-sweet version of Jay from season 33. Jeremy, who I don't think we've talked about either, said, Ponderosa is exactly like Jail. Most people don't know about Jail. (laughs) This is such an amazing quote. Most people don't know about Jail. In Jail, you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to bed about 6 with nothing to do. Ponderosa's like that. And this guy, Alec, I guess they don't know the names at this point, but... This guy is able to entertain himself without needing a lot of attention. He's still young and may or may not do some things without thinking it all the way through. <laughs> Irony again. Like sitting somewhere way too long when there aren't a lot of resources. Other than that, I think he'll be a good contestant. His quote is, I think I'm going to be proud of the game I'm going to play. I want to people to look at the game I played or look at my character and see someone who played the game exactly as he is in his day-to-day life. I don't think that bodes well for people generally playing exactly how they play in real life, how they play real life, how they live in real life. He's saying, you know, he wants to be honest and he wants to be truthful and true to himself and all these things. But I don't there has to come a point And I I'm wondering if the show is going to show us kind of that pivotal decision making moment where it's like, is Alec going to turn on his alliance or um, and remained or is he going to remain honest and be screwed over and kicked off and i can see him getting into that situation i don't know how well he's going to do i think he's going to be overwhelming and i think he's going to be way too bartender surfer um and then when it comes down to making a tough decision i just actually see him making the wrong one like he did on instagram yeah i'm hoping he'll be chris like i would enjoy the entertainment I don't see him having any chance of winning uh, because he just seems too, like, too much. But, you know, maybe he is as charming as Propes thinks he is, and I will be uh, pleasantly surprised. Second member of the Goliath tribe is Allison Raybald, 28 years old, a physician from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. She's a, she's a doctor. She says she's got a, a free spirit on the inside. Um, apparently she is one who we will see on opening day is vocally opposed to the Goliath label because she worked her ass off to become a doctor. But at the same time, she said the reason she did pre-med in college in the first place was quote, just in case. So (laughs) that tells you probably enough um, about the (laughs) type of person who's just like, yeah, I'm going to do pre-med just in case. But, um, definitely a super fan she said in her everyday life, guided by the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. Gotta check that out the door because it doesn't exist out here. Other people described her as smart looking, an athlete. She looks like my favorite kindergarten teacher who I could never forget. That was Kara. Uh, Angelina said she reminds me a lot of myself. Super fan. Probably someone I want to work with. But, you know, too similar to me. She's got to go. 
Uh, John Hennigan said she's probably a current or former athlete. She's a hard worker, and I'm excited to work with people like who, people like her who seem honest, nice, and value loyalty. And uh, this is a good quote from him. I don't know if these words will get you fired. Uh, if I'm planning to work with someone, I'm going to be loyal to them. Douchebags, turd cutters, and chump stains. We're going to have to send them back to Ponderosa ASAP. Strong words from John, but we're not talking about him. Strong words Alice- from John. Someone's got to hold him to it. Sorry, I'm doing Hamilton. <laughs> it's all right. Um, Allison is one of those people who, surprisingly, I'm really high on. I think she, from the way her interviews go, comes off not as just being a bookworm, but also being able to socialize well. And understanding that she's out there to play the game, not to make friends. I mean, I think she wants to make friends, but if it comes down to a tough decision, I can see her making the tough decision to stay in the game. (laughs) Oh, what are you doing, Taylor? Um, (laughs) Making the tough decision to stay in the game. Making faces for our visual listeners. So me. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I... I'm actually really high on Allison. I think she's going to do really well. Yeah, I like her. She feels very, very high potential. Kind of a younger Chrissy type where like she seems like she'll get along with everyone and also be smarter than everyone, but she's also athletic. I, I guess Chrissy did win a bunch of individual community idols now that I think about it. But yeah, I'm pretty optimistic about her. Uh, I don't know that she fits with this Goliath tribe, which is made up of a lot of very over-the-top people. But we'll see how that goes in the early days. Hopefully, uh, for her sake, they probably won't lose in the early going anyway. Next up, who are we chit-chatting about? Next up, Angelina Keeley, a financial consultant from San Clemente, California. Uh, Angelina is 28 years old. Everyone seems to think she's high-maintenance. Uh, like Mike, who we haven't talked about yet, said, I can tell she's high-maintenance. She walks into the room, and the survivor staff kind of slips away. They don't want to deal with her. Alex said the one sticking memory he has of her is her com- complaining about something, about her hair. And he said, "If why are you complaining about that? It's going to get a lot worse than fighting for some breeze for your hair. Other people did like her. Allison said she could see her being part of her alliance. Natalie, Natalie said she's going to have some sex appeal. Not quite poverty level, but a poverty wannabe to some extent. She is a military wife, good friend of Adam Klein, the former Survivor winner. They were friends in college. She has a really good, like, bubbly energy, I feel. Uh, and we will... Uh, 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 and her quote about herself, I bring a lot to the table. I'm a smart girl. I went to Stanford, went to Yale for my MBA. I'm a management consultant. I used to work at Google. Blah, 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 blah. Again, one of a lot of this tribe is very over-the-top people like that. That's my resume. It's not who I am. I've gotten to do a lot of cool shit. I'm clearly a hard worker. I'm a go-getter. I'm super ambitious, blah, blah, blah. More important than all of that, I'm an extremely social person build relationships quickly i connect with people quickly i have all the right things to be a threat in this game and slaughter i think with my brain with my social iq my attitude and wherewithal i think i have the trifecta of what it takes to be strong in this game i could see this being a uh pride cometh before the fall kind of moment she seems arrogant and you know when people are really smart and really good go-getters and then they're also like socially i'm just like the best like people just want to be around me like generally people don't just want to be around you when you're that person so i think maybe she has unrealistic unrealistic expectations for herself and i don't see that going well for her she is going to need to prove me wrong you specifically yeah me specifically you know because i have a say in all this 
but like I'm not very high on her. She seems very accomplished and very good in the professional world, and she thinks she's great socially, but she doesn't strike me as someone that's able to get along with people well. Even though she's friends with Adam, I mean, that's a great resume, but I'm still really concerned about her. Yeah, I liked her, though. I think like I could see it going that direction, but I thought she seemed... Like, she could actually get along with people. And I, I love the military people coming on the show because God knows they won't struggle with being stuck on an island uh, separate from their loved ones for 39 days or whatever. I don't think she'll have a hard time with that. But but don't right. put her in that box, CBS. Sometimes you put people in boxes. Next up, Hot Cop. Tan Ringering. A SWAT officer. Maybe it's Rendering. I don't know. SWAT officer from Gainesville, Florida. I'm gonna go Gators. We're getting repped on the show now. We're next. I mean, I guess neither of us are officially from Gainesville, Florida anymore, but Dan went viral during Hurricane Irma after posting a selfie with two other Gainesville police officers. He is 27 years old. He used to be fat. He said lost over 100 pounds. Now he's a SWAT cop and a hot cop. (laughs) Raindrop, drop top. He has two kids at twenty. At twenty-seven, he has a six and a seven-year-old, so he got started early. He, uh, I just, you talk about things seeming so crazy to see on TV or something like. I used to do news stuff in Gainesville, and I often had to deal with the public information officer from the Gainesville Police Department. His name was probably still is Ben Tobias, and hearing Dan talk about how his public information officer told him to do this, and the next thing they know they went viral. I was like, how is it possible I'm listening to a story about the public information officer from the Gainesville Police Department on a Survivor thing right now? Kind of blew my mind. He also reminds me... He, he, I did find him likable, but he reminded me of some of my like cheesier friends from high school where it'd be like, where he was just kind of like, I love listening to motivational speakers, man. Like... There's this one guy who says this great quote, and it's, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you'll be successful. This is the other kind of nerd that we were talking about where he's like, oh man, I'm such a nerd. I, like, I can't believe I'm out here to miss all these Marvel movies. And like, and he talks about Chris Pratt being his favorite actor. And like, <laughs> uh, he's sort of a, he's an interesting guy for sure. Because um, like I said, he comes off as likable while also sounding kind of like fratty. But um his, his quote is, he works in a college town, so a social game is going to be great. I can't just go yell at a college kid and say, hey, stop doing this. Uh, it'll end badly. So, you know, I've learned to relate to people of all different kinds. Gainesville, shout out, to shout you out, is a very diverse community. There's college kids, people from low incomes, homeless people. I've dealt with a large array, and there's everyone's from a different walk of life. So I'm prepared. Other people said, Kara, uh, quote, he's someone I want to keep on my side. If we're on the same tribe, we're going to have a connection. Mike, quote, first time I saw him, he was wearing a Top Gun shirt with a Superman backpack. And I was like, is this guy for real? He's like a little boy all grown up into a big man. It's like he's 12 years old, 12 years old but he's been bigged. <laughs> Jeremy, we don't have a lot of big built men, so his height's going to make him a threat. I can't tell if he has a strategy to go against these girls. Angelina, he's too overeager. Always chatting with the staff. Always throwing in extra words when we're not supposed to. Showing your hand too early. He would be a liability in an alliance because he might make an amateur mistake. What do you think of Hot Cop? <laughs> um, he is someone, and I'm trying not to just let my Gainesville bias out here. 
I really want him to succeed <laughs> because he seems like not only did he work hard and lose a hundred pounds, so he's got like a great backstory there. He's also a cop. Like he's got one of those stories that CBS could take and run with and sort of produce this mystique type of thing that if he owns it, CBS is going to get behind him and do everything they can. I just, I like how hard he's worked to get where he's at. I loved his quote where he said, um, I do this thing called verbal judo where you talk around them, you talk to them and you talk sense into them. I hope he uses some verbal judo out on the island and convinces people to be his, uh, in his alliance and be his friend. He's somebody who I'm excited to see and I hope it isn't just my Gainesville bias. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time on him, so I'll move forward. But I, I'll just say I was surprised how much I liked him because I thought he would be kind of a vacuous, fratty guy. But he actually was enjoyable to listen to, and I, I quite, am quite looking forward to him. Uh, Jeremy Crawford is an attorney from New York, New York. He's 40 years old. He's originally from South Carolina. He also is not going to tell people he's an attorney. Um, he came off as just very comfortable. <laughs> just like being Jeremy. He grew up in South Carolina, like I said, came out in college and said he goes hard basically because he never thought he would live until 40 and now he's 40. His strategy, he's a super fan also. He's, he's hoping to bring universal truths out of people based on their unique experience. He, he, he basically doesn't think people are unique. If you listen to his interview, it's kind of a weird tangent, but whatever. Other people seem to like him. Uh, Kara said he's awesome, walking around in short shorts, swaggering around, super friendly. Mike said he's funny, friendly, a little diva-ish. Angelina said he's very sassy, seems cool. Natalie said he's extremely smart. I don't know for a fact, but I get the sense he is. I think he's traveled well-rounded. I think he might do well. He says his difficulty will be talking too much, uh, telling people the truth too fast. Quote, I'm a truth teller and I'm a spirit reader. And some people don't want their spirits read. Some people don't want to know, don't want to deal with the situations right there and then. <laughs> Even though I know what we're talking about, sometimes you have to let arguments go. Survivor's all about timing. Realizing those things about my own personality, that's the first goal. If I get hungry, I'm going to try not to snap at people. And if that doesn't work, I'll use my humor so that the snap is cushioned. Yeah, I actually really like one of the things that he said when he was talking about his strategy, he said, I want to make two-person packs. I want to find the other super fans, especially in the beginning, and say, hey, we need to make the merge. We're super fans. At the minimum, we have to make the merge, even if we're not in alliance. If you hear my name, let me know. If I hear your name, I'll let you know. I really like that kind of realistic view on the game. I hope... I don't know if he can make it work. That's kind of a new strategy that I've not really heard come out lately is let's just go for it like we're here to play the game i'm a super fan you're a super fan we don't have to like each other but let's last as long as we can in this game that we love i i hope that works out well for him other than that i think his kind of new york i don't know i i can't explain it but i kind of got this vibe that i didn't like when i was watching his interviews and stuff and i I can't quite put my thumb on it, but I hope I'm the only one that feels that way and that his tribe doesn't kind of feel that same way. I feel like he could go kind of far because he seems like he is not threatening almost in the way that he talks. And I really like his perspective of like, 
talking about how there is a time and place to argue and do this and that. And I hope that he can kind of make it a long way because he is, he seems like he's very good socially in a real way. So I'm, I'm curious to see how he plays out, especially as a 40 year old, because that's always tough on survivor with all the, all the young guns. But uh, obviously the Goliath tribe, the average age is like 34. So a little older than the other tribe, who knows how long they'll stay as tribes even. Anyway, a few more. We got to get get through them. Okay. John Hennigan, pro wrestler, Los Angeles, California. The Wednesday Night Delight. 38 years old. Definitely a lot to take in. But also very easily charming and entertaining. Um, he claims each one of his abs allegedly have their own individual fan page. Uh, he, he wants to go out and have fun. He said, can I do this? Can I survive out here? Yeah. Can I bond with people and live for 39 days without my Instagram account? Probably. But the real question for me is this. Can I be happy doing that? Ultimately, I feel in order to win this game, you have to be happy. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable and not exude crap energy. You have to hold that uncomfortable card close to the vest and deal with that personally while putting positive energy out there. You don't want to bring people down around you. I'm excited about that. It's easy to be the mayor of Slamtown in the wrestling ring, to be, but to be John Henningen out here on an island and be uncomfortable, cold, hungry, and vulnerable with a group of new people, it's something I've never done. Yeah, I'm worried about him. I think he has such a big personality being a pro wrestler, literally putting on a show where he's fake, uh, because we all know wrestling is not real. Every single week or month or however, I don't even know how wrestling works. All I know is it's not real. I'm worried about him. I don't think he's going to do well. I don't think he's going to click with people. There's not that other macho man to sort of bond with, at least in the same way that he is. And I can see him sticking around for a little bit, but if his tribe loses, people are going to be like, okay, we got to get the physical threat out of here. I think he's going to be great TV. I just don't know if he's going to be a great survivor. Yeah. And Definitely. like you just mentioned, though, physical threat, he's he's through the first few days just, just based off that. Yeah. My favorite description of him was uh, Mike said he looks like he should be on the cover of an old lady romance novel. <laughs> so look his picture up. Uh, next up, Kara Kay, a realtor from San Diego, California, the other half of the let's get in trouble and lose all our money from Survivor uh, thing. Um, she's 30 years old a cheerleader for the Chargers, and like I said, a real estate agent. She says she'll break realtor impressions, which, go for it. My experience with realtors in my history, not to single anyone out, because I dealt with a lot at certain times, is that they are often the fakest people in the world. But we'll see how she comes across. Her her mom passed away a few years ago, and she lost a lot during the recession, which almost makes her sound like a David, but in this context at least, but... Yeah, uh, very smart, according to Jeff. Uh, and I, I don't have much else on her. Like, similar to Jessica, where I just kind of, like, didn't get much. I think she has the same risk of, like, Chelsea. Was that last season or two seasons ago? I can't remember. Yeah. Of just being the cheerleader who looks kind of cute but doesn't say much, doesn't do much, just kind of tags along. I will say... On the CBS website, they go through pet peeves, and one of hers is drivers who use their brakes unnecessarily. So I think we're kindred spirits in a lot of ways. But I really don't see her as someone I'm excited about in this season. I think she's going to be there, and I think she's just going to exist. Frankly, I just don't think Kara or Alec is going to win, or else we might have heard something already. (laughs) 
<laughs> it would have been a much bigger controversy. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't have much much to say about her right now. Well, again, we'll we'll see how she uh, how she develops. A couple more before we get out of here. Three more. Mike White, filmmaker from Los Angeles, California, the screenwriter for the film School of Rock. He's 47 years old. He's been on Amazing Race a few times. He definitely won't want it in a, like a, I want a million dollars sense. He's very well off and seems fine. He, he seems perfectly nice and, and mildly funny to me from his interviews. Um, definitely an interesting bomb to drop into the middle of a normal group of people, relatively, other than the big wrestler guy we were just talking about. I just, like, don't feel, no offense to Mike, uh, I, I don't feel like people like this should be on the show. It's just kind of, you don't need the money. You're basically just rich enough that you are able to be on Survivor because you have friends in the right places. And I just kind of, it just kind of annoys me. I think he'll be fine, though. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he wants it. Every like I feel like that should be a huge part of casting is you, you have to be able to earnestly tell people want it. And he's like... I'm a successful movie guy. You've seen what I've done, you know, School of Rock, blah, 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 whatever else, multiple TV shows. Like, There's I, quite literally a part in his interview where he says that if he gets voted first one out, it'll be a nice story for him to tell at parties in Hollywood. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like if a normal person got on Survivor and got voted first one out, like that is not how they would treat it. It just kind of is annoying that he's, I guess, that privileged in that sense. Yeah, I don't, I just feel like he's not going to care and sadly because he's on the goliath tribe you know i see him sticking around 10 12 days but (laughs) he has no drive and it it kind of makes me mad that they would even cast him but we'll see i mean everybody's got some potential right (laughs) he seems perfectly mildly funny i don't know we'll see what happens yeah school of rock is just a very forgettable movie for my life so who cares wow (laughs) um i think it's i'm sure it's funny i I know a lot of people that love it uh next up natalia azuka an industrial engineer from irvine california 25 years old probes said she is a strong smart woman and she says she can be annoying and bossy i have a bad feeling about her (laughs) with the way that everyone else talks about her she can be bossy that gives you a bad feeling (laughs) Well, that, but also like, just the vibes people were giving in their in their little quick notes on her were very like, like Alec was like, I haven't seen her crack a smile. Like, she's super athletic and seems like she's gonna be good at challenges, but she gives me like a villain vibe, and like she's always like eye roll. Like Hennigan said, she she seems like competition. She seems wily and well versed, but she seems like she's also gonna be surprised when she gets voted out first. I just don't know what to expect from her. Uh, There's a lot of women on this season who I, like, similar, I I know I just said women, but the first person I thought of was Nick Wilson from the other tribe, the Kentucky guy. Like, people like that where I'm just kind of like, I don't know, they could could, could go home first, they could go home sixth, they could win. Like, I really have no strong feelings for Natalia or him or like Kara who we were just talking about or Jessica just yeah. a lot of like a lot of vague people <laughs> yeah Natalia is definitely a wild card um I am worried just from other people's descriptions about her seriousness three of the four quotes about her said she's serious and she's got a game face and yeah she's and she described herself as bossy so who knows overly not unfriendly but 
particular maybe i think she's gonna get out there and be particular about the way things need to be done and the way things are handled and i think in challenges that could be a problem i think in setting up camp that could be a problem i think in cooking food that could be a problem so i think maybe some of her uh social tics that work well in like real life aren't gonna translate well for her in the game of survivor and that's where i think she could struggle last but not least Natalie Cole publishes a online and probably print magazine in Los Angeles called Our Weekly. 56 years old. She says she ain't going to be a mom. She's going to be very strong and and proud of it. Like, obviously, a lot of Sari comparisons because she's an older, like, bigger black woman. But uh, seems like a little more upfront than Sari. Like, Sari was very wily. Um, I feel like Natalie's very in your face, very fits in the Goliath theme, built her own way up with her magazine and everything. I'm interested to see what happens with her because 56 is tough to be on this game, but she also has such a strong personality that like, there's a world that I could see her doing well. I just don't know. I'm not sure what to expect. Like the real problem is when people are looking for someone to vote out in those early days, they usually go right to this kind of person. Yeah, she is one who 10 years ago, so halfway through Survivor, she would have been a good person to have on and a good character to have. But with the way that the game has evolved and changed, she doesn't seem to me like she's somebody who is going to make it very long. You know, I like she's somebody whose story I want to hear because she's lived life and she's experienced and she kind of pulled herself up from the buyer bootstraps Started from the bottom, now she's on the island. And I want to know a lot about her, but I, like you're saying, I don't think we're going to get that opportunity because in the way the game is played, oh, she's old, she's different, let's kick her out. And I think she's going to be victim to that, not necessarily because she deserves it, but just because that's kind of how the game has evolved. Definitely rooting for her, though. I do like her. So that's our Goliath tribe, Uh, Alec... Allison, Angelina, Dan, Jeremy, John, Kara, Mike, Natalia, and Natalie. Who do you, who do you like? Um, I think on this, obviously I like Dan Rengering, 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 the Gainesville guy. I like him. I also really like Allison Raybold. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that she's going to be... I think she could actually be Aubrey, but with a little more athleticism. You compared her to Chrissy Hoffbeck. I think that's probably fair. Other than that, I have no strong positive vibes on these people. John Hennigan could be entertaining. Jeremy Crawford could be entertaining if I just didn't have that weird vibe I'm getting from him where I don't think it's going to do well. I don't know what it is. Yeah, what do you, how are you feeling about this tribe? It's weird. I, I, I want this tribe to be an all-villains tribe, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen because... The big characters seem too big, and the other people seem too normal for it to be real Goliath vibe. Just kind of as you break it down, but I'm similar. Like, I like Allison. I like Dan. I I think I like Natalie a lot. I just don't know that I like her as, like, a winner. Jeremy could be good. There's a lot of, like, vagueness to this season in the pre-show where I'm just unsure whether these people are going to be 
interesting TV characters or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've come to trust Survivor less and less to deliver a solid story. So I'm hopeful. I, I think there's enough people for sure on this cast that I like that it could be something really good. And uh, once they get out there, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Some of these people might be completely different on TV than they are in what we've just been talking about. Yeah, they could all be Simone. Really talkative in interviews, doesn't say a thing, goes home early. (laughs) That felt like an unnecessary shot at Simone. Probably was, but that's okay. All right, let's do it. Ty, it's time. Uh Uh-oh. Can I do it back to back? Survivor, 37, final three prediction, and your winner. Oh, gosh. I'm going to... In typical Thai fashion, I'm going to pick four names instead of three. Just to make you upset, Taylor. It's already started. Welcome back, I mean, everybody. I, 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 I cannot stand for that. <laughs> um, so from the David tribe, I really like Christian, and I really like Gabby. I think those two kind of cut from the same cloth, but completely different. And then from the Goliath tribe, I like Allison, and I like Dan, and... So who's your final three? Five, you're still trying to get it. Final three. See, this doesn't make sense because these are the people I like, not who I think is going to win. <laughs> final three, I guess out of those people, Allison, Christian, and Gabby, which don't in a million years see that being the final three. <laughs> but I do think Allison could be the winner. So Allison's my winner pick. Congratulations, Allison. You have at least one winner pick from Tyler B. Commons. So there you have it. All right, give us your final three. Thanks for listening, everybody. No, nope. what do you think? <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel like throwing wild cards in here. I'm not sure where to go. Um, oh, boy. Okay. I am going to pick three people mm. to make it into the final three, unlike Ty. First off. Are you picking the final? Are you picking your three favorites or are you picking the three people you actually see making the final three because i feel like that's i mean it's hard to differentiate that at this point (laughs) yeah but you know a little both okay like i think i could see i I mean i'm not gonna pick something i couldn't see happening but i also am picking people that i want to root for it's sort of like fantasy football like you're not gonna pick tom brady because like god knows you don't want to root for tom brady every week (laughs) who would wish that upon anyone anyway okay Let's say I'm going to say Gabby, Dan, and wildcard, Angelina. Angelina. Military wife for the win. That's, but not my winner pick. I'm going to say my winner pick. What if I just pick someone who was not even in those three? See, I'm gonna, I was tempted to do that, but I felt I shouldn't. <laughs> God, this is so hard. I'm going to say my winner pick is... Gabby. Gabby. Let's see what happens. People I also was thinking about, since you mentioned four, I, I really like B. I like Pat. I like Allison. I like Davey. I don't know, but that's my three. I'm going to say Gabby, Dan, Angela. Gabby wins. You're going to say Allison, Christian, Gabby, and Allison wins. We made it. I feel like we just exhale. <sighs> A weight is off our chest. This, this one's going to be tough to listen to at two speed. <laughs> Moving, moving through quickly to get through all these names. Oh, just in the nick of time, too. Look at that. Mm. 
my edit you guys won't know because i'll edit it and it'll be a really random specific time but to my mind we nailed it now on to the real show it starts this wednesday are you ready yeah i'm ready at on the island pod at Gaines taylor at tyler b commons we get to start plugging things again i want to emphasize if you have listened to the show before like and like you haven't gone to itunes slash apple podcast to review us then you know what are you doing like it takes much much less time to go do that than it does to listen to the show <laughs> yeah just go, go do it while you're listening yeah like maybe just like when ty's talking you know yeah it's usually just rambles that don't make sense anyways <laughs> so that would be a perfect time for you to like work your own thoughts in <laughs> oh yeah but we're ready we're ready we'll be back um I'm not exactly sure with our schedule this year when our recap episodes are going to come out. Definitely before end of day Friday. So stay tuned on that. And uh, we're hoping to have lots of fun guests this year, some returning, some new, uh, to keep things fresh around here. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, go on Twitter or maybe Facebook probably by this point. Um, just let us know who you like, who you think is going to win. Looking forward to seeing how it plays out this year. On Survivor, David versus Goliath, and we are hoping it will be a good season. Ty, any last words? None. I'm spoken out. Allison for the win. All right, that was a lot of last words for starting with none, but okay. Thank you for <laughs> listening. I'm Taylor. He's Ty. We're on the island. Enjoy your week off the island and come back soon. Bye. Bye. Good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is right. Three, two, wait, I'll count down from Survivor 37, 36, 35, 34, 33, 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18. 17, 16, 17, 18, 16, 18, 17, 18, 17, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I bet you didn't think I would do the entire thing. <laughs> all right, I just clicked record. <laughs> I recorded all that. Mm, solid. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>